The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here for the first in what I am looking forward to as a series of shows. It's called That One Play. And we're starting off with a play a lot of people are going to remember, certainly one of the big plays of the Lamar Jackson era in Baltimore so far. And here to talk about with me is Josh Jacobs. Josh, how are you doing? Hey, good, Ken. How are you? Uh, no complaints. Uh, tell folks where they can reach out to you on Twitter and talk football with you. Um, you guys can reach out to me at uh, JoshJ0419 on Twitter. My name is Josh Jacobs and amateur Ravens uh, analyst, definitely a fan and always happy to talk Ravens with anyone. All right. Outstanding. Josh, just the kind of person we're looking for to kind of expand the, the family of people who get to be on the show, want to have as broad a, a set of people uh, get involved in this uh, as possible. We need to thank our sponsor, Liquid Death, the Water that will brutally murder your thirst. Please give their product a try. They've been very good to us. And uh, we'll hope you'll try their lime seltzer. Uh, Josh, I want to get back to the play in question. I kind of teased it, but I didn't want to give it away. Tell us about the play you want to talk about. Right. So this play, um, amazing play, probably one of Lamar's um, maybe first clutch plays, in my opinion. Because if you remember initially, the the narrative behind Lamar Jackson was he can't play from behind. He can't, you know compete uh tit for tat you know in a high scoring game um this was an amazing performance by lamar this game in general and um certainly one that we could have used 
this year with the way that the rest of the team was playing. Um, but no, this was a this was a play that was very late in the game. Um, the Ravens were up by I believe fourteen. Um, near 14. 14 points earlier in the game they were up 34 to 20 over the browns and so just just so you're not teasing the audience the whole show this is the lamar bathroom play you want to talk right about. right okay. sorry about that yeah and, this is and, <laughs> and so zero 34 20 please continue with the setup here right so um uh typical ravens game right running the football uh lamar running himself passing the ball uh defense not as good as we saw this year, at least, but certainly still, you know, a standard Ravens defense um, divisional matchup against the Browns. I believe the Browns were leading in the division at this point. It, they were nine and three. The Ravens were seven and five. And um, yeah, this was a nice primetime game, uh, December 14th, 2020. And the Ravens were going back and forth. Uh, Lamar mysteriously at some point in the game, I believe it was, in the second half of the game, Lamar uh, had to report to the locker room um, because he had quote unquote cramps. I didn't know what it meant at the time, but obviously, you know, I knew that this game was going to come down to the last few minutes uh, knowing, you know, Ravens and Browns. Um, So Lamar was out. Trace McSorley was in. They were driving the ball pretty well. Uh, I don't remember how long Trace McSorley was in for. I don't know if it was one, maybe two drives, But uh, it was getting very late in the game. There was a minute and 57 left to play. And Trace McSorley uh, was just taken out of the game on third down for some type of injury. He hurt his Mm -hmm. knee or something. It looked like he hyperextended it. And I remember the announcers, you know, saying, oh, man, what are they going to do now? And this whole time, even while Trace McSorley was in, I'm going, where is Lamar? You know, we need we need him back in. We need our guy. Um. I, I swear it was almost like a movie. I wish I could replay the the broadcast, but uh, Trace McSorley goes down. It's third down, you know, a minute 57 left. I think it was on the two minute warning this play went on and they're looking at a fourth in five, fourth and fourth and four, five. Yeah. Fourth and five. Um, they're trailing by one point at this point. I'm sorry. They're not trailing by. They're trailing by a point. You're right. Yeah, they're trailing. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're trailing by a point. It's 35 to 34. Trace McSorley goes down. It's fourth down. We're thinking, what do we do? Um, well, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I just wanted to replay kind of the scene in my head as I play it is Lamar Jackson actually runs back on the sideline and they're just about to cut commercial. It's just perfect. And here comes Lamar Jackson. And then they went to commercial. Yep. yep. So all of a sudden, the announcers say, here comes Lamar. Just like you said, that sounds familiar now that you say it. Um, They cut for commercial. They come back. It's fourth and five. And Lamar has been gone for, you know, this amount of time. Uh, You don't know what's going to happen, obviously. It's any any fourth down. I'm very nervous. And Lamar throws a 45, a 44-yard touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown to get them up in the game uh, to make it. They led by seven after they made the convert the two point conversion. Right. So it was forty. Okay. Right. So yes, it was th- it was forty to thirty five, and then J.K. Dobbins runs in the two point conversion in an absolute J.K. Dobbins fashion, one of his great plays, um, and they get back up into the game. Um, so 
after that, they're winning. Uh, they get the ball back to the Browns. I believe that the Browns, I don't have it written down here to be honest. They scored in four plays and right. honestly scored too quickly and gave, yes. the, gave the Ravens then a back a chance to exactly get the ball back with, I'll tell you how much time we've got the game book up right here with a minute and four to go. And then the Ravens drove down to the 37 yard line and Justin Tucker came in the game yep. and hit Justin the winning Tucker. field goal. Absolutely. And what happened after that, by the way, the gamblers remember what happened after that. Um, after the Justin Tucker field goal, yeah. I, to be honest, Ken, I couldn't tell you, I was so happy. I was, it was late at night, but I was I couldn't sleep after that for for an hour or two after that. It was extremely exciting. What did happen? So the, the Ravens kicked the ball off and through a series of laterals, the Browns um, uh, fumbled the ball out of the end zone. OK, so they out of their own end zone. So they tried to Stanford bandit. They tried to get a lateral play going as you, as they would in that situation down three points. And that made changed it from a three-point game to a five-point game, um, which ended up flipping the spread pick in the game and making it one of the worst bad beats you'll ever see. And they went to they cut the Brad Van Pelt because uh, the game was on ESPN on a Monday night game, I believe. And and they cut the Brad, Brad Van Pelt, and he's just sitting there shaking his head, and he doesn't have to say anything because <laughs> you know the bad beat thing was a, was a major part of his show. Uh, two yes. things about that play, Josh, that I wanted to see if you remember about, but Harbaugh has told the story many times since that game. And obviously, you know, mm -hmm. it, it has a personality all its own, but he talked about two players coming up to him on the sideline. Do you remember that? So, okay. No, so, for, so first, and this is going back to fourth and five. So they were on the, I think they were on the 49 yard line when they, when they were hit the, no, they were on the 44 yard line. Now, let me get this correct. Oh, they were on the 44-yard line. So it would have been a 62-yard field goal had they attempted it from there. But Justin Tucker apparently came running up to him in this way that he typically does, where he's kind of like this cartoonish kind of, I'm going on the field unless you tell me otherwise kind of thing. And, and that would have, of course, put the Ravens up by two points. It would have been a very secure lead to be up by two at that point. You don't want to have another right. team being able to drive to kick for the win. Drive for a touchdown is a different matter. But anyway, they, 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 Tucker, uh, he looked at him and he goes, and, and he goes, do you think you can make it? And, he, and, and, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I've messed the story up because he was the second one to go. Willie Sneed came up to him first and said, okay. my time to shine. He was the backup quarterback, the emergency quarterback, I should say, with McSorley and Lamar down. Yep. And, and, and then I so said, this is the part where I messed up the story. And then Tucker comes up to him afterwards. And say and and you know does this like cartoonish kind of a kind of a I'm going in the game and and uh, he goes do you think you'd make it and and Tucker said I think I got a better chance than Willie <laughs> I love the yeah. story I love, just love the way that that uh, Harbaugh told that story and, yeah and I messed it up of course no that's okay that's okay so uh, Josh in terms of like what's the what's the significance of this play to you still today what is it well. Um, in spirit of the situation with Lamar right now, and in my opinion, how close the Ravens came this year and the strides they made and the type of team I perceive them as, uh, this place, this play emulates Lamar Jackson. You know, this play 
is a very good reason, a, a great example as to why, um, in my opinion, he should be resigned and he should be Baltimore's, you know, franchise quarterback. Um, I know that uh, in his in his maybe two years ago, two seasons ago, after the MVP season, there were still some uh, some slights and you know some narratives saying that he can't play from behind and he can't you know deliver in a clutch situation. Um, but this was certainly one of those situations, and from what I remember, it was one of the first situations. Um, and even looking back uh, at that season, I don't really even think they had too many close games. I think Philadelphia was somewhat close near uh, the end of the game, but they obviously won that game. Um, but no, this is a uh, this is just a great reason. You know, look at Lamar's stats from this game: um, running, you know, all over the field. Uh, passing, you know, efficiently. He did what he needed to do. Uh, the offense itself was running, you know, as the Ravens normally do. I mean, Gus Edwards was running. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was running, of course, and Lamar was running. And um, it's just, it, you know, it, I'm sure there's many other games like this, but to me, when I saw this happen uh, with the playoff implications, it was just, you know, what an amazing performance. Uh, it's, it really makes you think that the Ravens could have been playing next Sunday, if it, or playing two Sundays from now. Nobody, it, you don't want the Ravens playing next Sunday in that Pro Bowl flag right. football game. That's exactly what they don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, that was a you know it, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson would have been a serious threat to win it all uh, yep. this year, obviously. And in terms of that game specifically for Lamar, definitely one of the big ones. I'm not sure I'm on on the board with the clutch narrative with you because. Fourth and two at Seattle comes up at clutch in 2019. The fourth and one versus the, the versus the uh, Chiefs that he converted yeah. to close out that game. I, I think that that um, that narrative is often lost. And Lamar didn't have a lot of fourth quarter comebacks. This was obviously one, but he didn't have a lot in in his career so far here at Baltimore because the Ravens didn't trail very often entering the yeah. fourth quarter. They've they've you know particularly in 19 and 20 they led they led at halftime they didn't give up the lead. Uh, usually in 22, that's been a little bit different story, but uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it, they're a team that typically jumps out front and typically holds the lead very, very efficiently with the defense. So they didn't have to make a lot of comebacks. But anyway, Lamar, this was this was probably the coolest, most clutch play. There's lots of other things I remember about the play from an X's and O's perspective that were interesting. Um Olivier Vernon, the best pass rusher for for the or one of the best pass rushers, probably, probably uh, for, for the Browns, dropped a cover on that play instead of rushing the passer, and it, it it seemed like that was a good move because the Ravens had run kind of a max protect package and rolled Lamar right to try and give him extra protection, and Vernon ran into a cornerback who was supposed to be covering Brown on the play, and then Marquise Brown, of course, got behind the secondary. His biggest chance to get yeah. knocked down was the referee. The, or the yeah. official, I should say, on the back end. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a incredible play, and you know, just even just reviewing the game, um, looking at these stats, uh, you know, it's Ravens football, and I really wish that you know we could have harnessed something like that to combine with our defense, because when you look at the defense from this game, you know, we didn't have Kyle Hamilton, you know, we didn't have uh, Justin Houston. You know, we didn't have Marcus Williams. We didn't have Roquan Smith. And, um, you know, you've seen uh, how how uh, much that has transformed our defense, you know, and to just think of what the possibilities could be if we had both at one time, you know? Yeah. 
would be would be would have been really cool specifically this year to have to have Lamar back. But hopefully he's back next year. And uh, I, I know most Baltimore fans do want him back. Um, and and there are a few who say, you know, I, I I don't want him back after what happened, blah, 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 blah. But I'm, you know, we we'll we'll just allow yeah. that to be that chatter. Um Josh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing the very first one of these shows. Really appreciate it. And this is just all exactly what we're looking. Just a, a conversation about one particular play in Ravens history that's of interest to you out there. So if you're thinking about it or you're saying, I don't know if I really want to do it, uh, how much prep time did you put into this, Josh? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I rewatched the game last night. I just rewatched the highlights and I looked at the stats. I wrote some, some uh, cheat notes down. And, you know, just always listening to Ravens podcasts, you know, always, always, uh, always seeing what's next. So, so. F- fairly, there's some prep. You've actually put in more time than I expected people to take. But other people have, you know, a play they'd like to do. And maybe they will research it. Maybe they watch it again. Maybe they don't need to. Maybe they can go from memory. Some people have very strong visual memory of games that that, uh, that yeah. is, is pretty cool. But anyway, really appreciate the time you spent on this. Other folks out there. This is just what we're talking about. Just a, a short conversation about one particular play. Hit me up with a DM on Twitter if you're interested in doing it. They're always open. And I'm looking to meet as many new people as possible in this process. So if you haven't ever done this, you muttered, I don't know if I'm good enough to be on a podcast. Yeah, you are. It's, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm just think of this as a sports call-in show where you want to talk about that one particular play. Josh, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Sounds Study. good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.